Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson, BamaInsider.com. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk some team nuggets. I know you want to get those nuggets that everybody craves. I got those nuggets for you coming up. Uh, this will be a call-in show, so 205-686-3604. Um, I got a few things that I want to talk about with you. I want to dive into a couple of team aspects. Uh, Tuesday night is our recruiting show with Andrew Bone. I know Randall Williams um, already got us a super chat, so thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. It's a recruiting show, um, but we'll definitely get to it. Um, here's a show outline for tonight, and new contracts were approved for the assistant coaches at Alabama. Now, one coach didn't get a contract um, that was approved, so we'll talk about that uh, in just a second. Uh, will Alabama schedule? What will it look like for this coming season, and when will the season actually be dropped? Um, offensive nuggets, defensive nuggets. Of course, I'll take your calls at 205-686-3604. Remember, all Super Chats go to the house. Kyle Henderson, the host of tonight's show. So thank you for being with me tonight. And if you're listening on Thursday's podcast, thank you for listening as well. We appreciate it. Um, so here's a show outline. And i um, got to get to uh, Randall Williams real quick because he, uh, he did hook us up with the Super Chat earlier in the show. And uh, Randall Williams, one of our top posters right here on BamaInsider.com. What happens if, say, Bama gets commits from their third, fourth, fifth, and sixth favorite at the position, and they can only take four and then the number one at the position if he wants to stay and come. How is that handled? Well, I think, Randall, what's going to happen with this particular class? And again, this is a team show, so I want all the questions to come in from the team aspect, and then we'll leave Andrew to, to handle those recruiting questions. But I think what's going to happen with this particular class is as so much momentum um, that I think that Alabama is going to be able to do whatever they want to, right? They have 16 committed prospects, and I think it's going to get um, interesting to see how many guys that they can take. Now, talking with Andrew Bone, he said that they could take maybe 27 guys um, in this class. It's going to be a big class. So uh, sitting on 16 right now, two more could jump on on August 15th. We talked about that last night. If you want to rewatch that show, go to BamaInsider.com. So uh, plenty to talk about, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this class. A very good class, no doubt about it. Um, as I said, uh, and as I always say, Please let me know where you're coming from in the comment box. I, I'm, it always fires me up to see where you guys are coming from. Um, call and show uh, 205-686-3604, and I'll take your calls in just a minute. Um, I want to showcase the contracts that were approved for Alabama, the assistant coaches today. Steve Sarkeesian, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, now making $2.5 That's up from $1.5 that he made last season. Did you know this? Steve Sarkeesian is now the highest paid assistant coach in the entire country. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian, um, I mean, well worth it. Has done a fantastic job with Alabama, especially that offense. And that offense is extremely loaded going into the 2020 season. Jeff Banks, special teams coordinator, tight end, 750000 up from 540 last season. Jeff Banks, if you don't know about him, follow him on Twitter. Does a great job for Alabama. Um, works with the tight ends and also with the special teams. You have Charles Huff. Looks like they're getting a bargain with Mr. Huff, the way he's recruiting, right? Uh, $550,000 up from five twenty-five dollars last season. I think he's only going up. Also has the title of associate head coach. Holman Wiggins, the wide receiver coach, 475 up from 450. And Kyle Flood stays at 650. And a lot of people are asking, well, what happened? Why didn't he get a new contract? His contract expires next season. He's definitely um, going to get a bump that next time, but his contract still goes through um, this particular year. That's why you don't see a new movement with Kyle Flood. Okay, how about on the defensive side, right? Here are the new contracts that were approved from Alabama. Pete Golding, the defensive coordinator, inside linebackers coach, 1.2, up from 1.1 last season. Charles Kelly, associate defensive coordinator, safeties coach, from 800,000 to 825, up from 800,000 last season. Freddie, Root, Freddie Roach, Alabama's new defensive coordinator, I'm sorry, defensive line coach. Remember, he's been at Alabama before as a strength coach, and now he's back coaching the D-line, played at Alabama as well. $700,000. That's his contract. Sal Sinceri, outside linebackers coach, 675, up from 650. And Carl Scott, cornerbacks coach, 550, up from 525 last season. What do you think about the new contracts? Curious to get your comments in the comment box. Thank you for joining me tonight. My name is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. Always uh, appreciate um, 
to see where you guys are coming from. So put that in the comment box. And I wanted to run through our super chat hall of honor. It's something that, you know, we've, we've added to the show and, um, you know, we have such a great community right here. So you see the club 100, Tony Hill, uh, jumped into that last night on the recruiting show. You have Randall Williams inching his way up. That's updated by the way. Um, just outside Club 100, and then you got the field level bombs, Paul Robinson, um, Alex, and uh, Jackie White definitely climbing up there. And then you got the upper deck and the tailgate crew. So no matter where you're at, thank you so much for joining us right here on BamiInsider.com. And of course, um, if you can't super chat, then of course you can definitely give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel for future content. Plenty of ways to connect with BamiInsider.com. Um, one more contract that two more that I want to showcase before we move forward. How about this one? Uh, Director of Sports and Science, Dr. Matt Ray on the left, also received a two-year deal and will earn $450,000 in his first year in 475 in his second year. Director of Sports Performance, David Ballou, received a two-year agreement that will earn him $500,000 this season before seeing a pay raise of $525,000 next season. These guys have done a tremendous job at Alabama already, and we haven't even seen what they're going to do in the end after working with these prospects and these young men that are at Alabama for a full season. Now they have the new sports science complex ready to go. These guys were the perfect fit. So I, I know a lot of people were worried about Scott Cochran when he left Georgia, but it looks like Nick Saban always finds a way to upgrade. Isn't that amazing that he always finds a way to upgrade. So um, another kind of pro tip that um, you might not know about, but all these graphics that you see on BatmanInsider.com, I, I create all of those. So I do all the B-roll, that the video that you see, all the graphical layouts. That's something that I find a hobby. So I also do that as well. Just kind of an insider tip. Um, here's a show outline, new contracts. We talked about that. And um, now we're moving towards what will Alabama's schedule look like for this coming season? All right. So this was posted by Jeff Banks, who I talked about earlier on Twitter. And Alabama has somewhat of a pyramid of, uh, you know, be a champion in their locker room. And as you can see, some of the teams were taken off that because now the SEC is only having a conference-only schedule. So we do know this, that Alabama will play Texas A&M, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, and Ole Miss. In what order? I have no idea. Who will be the two additional teams that Alabama will play? Well, a lot of people are saying that it looks to be Florida and Vanderbilt. We've talked about that and reasons why, because those are the next teams on the rotation. How would you feel about Alabama playing Vanderbilt? And how would you feel about Alabama playing Florida? I'm curious to get your thoughts in the comment box. The Big 10 released their schedule today. Did you see Ohio State's schedule? Did you see Wisconsin's schedule? Seemed like they set them up for some success, right? That's just uh, kind of my opinion on their schedule. Uh, I think Barstool definitely, um, you know, had a, a cupcake logo. So I thought that was fitting. And um, we definitely got uh, Paul Robinson jumping in and uh, appreciate the, the super chat. So every time you get the super chat, you get the cash register. So thank you so much for the super chat, Paul Robinson. Um, and I agree with you. I think Huff uh, certainly deserves a big raise and, and just the job that he's done from a recruiting standpoint, but also working with the running backs. And uh, we'll talk about uh, running backs in just a minute. And I got a great nugget for you on Trey Sanders. So stay with us right here on BamiInsider.com. Um, I, I agree 100%, Paul. I think uh, Charles Huff has done a fantastic job. Um, all right, back to the show outline and um, what we're going to talk about next. So now we're going to dive into those offensive team nuggets. And I dropped a video and I told you guys, you can get those nuggets early at BamInsider.com. The free promo code is simply roll tide at checkout. And um, I, I think a good place to start when we look at the offensive nuggets is um, I'll drop the big one right away. And that's on um, Trey Sanders. We're going to show Trey Sanders right now. Uh, six foot, 214 pound um, will be a red shirt freshman. Remember he was hurt last season. And from what I gather, Trey Sanders has been electric early on at Alabama's camp. This is a young man um, who is working tremendously hard to really get on the field. You got Najee Harris, you got Brian Robinson, but you got Trey Sanders that's coming back. And from what I gather, he's an all-purpose back that's been doing a fantastic job catching the football out of the backfield, been doing a good job in, in pass protection, everything that goes with the responsibilities of being a running back. Najee Harris is clearly the guy, but sources tell me that Trey Sanders could be that number two running back sooner than later. And it really doesn't surprise me. I think when you look at a player like Trey Sanders and you really look at the running back room, um, you know, there, there's there's plenty of talent at that position. You got Najee Harris, you got Brian Robinson, 
the veterans on this team and guys who can certainly be the bell cow. That's Steve Sarkeesian said when he first got here. The, the passing game opens once you get uh, a running game that is productive. Brian Robinson, curious to see what he does during his senior season at Alabama. Trey Sanders, as we talked about, um, very talented. And I think what sets him apart is just the, the fact that he's an all-purpose guy. Elite speed, can catch the football. Very good in pass pro, understands the terminology. You got Killen Robinson, lightning in a bottle. These guys all coming back. And then you got the three added freshmen. So you're talking about a loaded running back group and how are you going to get all these guys to football? I'm glad I'm not the offense coordinator on this team. But from what I gather, I'm just telling you right now, Trey Sanders is on fire and looking to make an impact this season. Missed last season with the foot injury. He's back working hard and, and couldn't be that guy that really steps up for Alabama. How about this guy? Um, and, and this is kind of, I mean, this isn't really a nugget, but let's talk about Evan Neal. And you guys saw a quick update on Alabama. Um, uh, give me one second. If I can bring that up um, real quick. I don't know if I can. Um, but Evan Neal, and, and you saw that on um, social media today. I mean, six foot seven, 360 pounds. Um, did you see him doing the plyo box? I mean, that guy is going to be playing on Sundays. Absolutely. Um, think, about, think about this for a second. He played all last season as a freshman at the guard position, moves to tackle this season, and I tweeted out some information earlier uh, about Evan Neal, and it was retweeted by NFL scouts. And, and the original tweet came from Dr. Matt Ray, working with him. And you can just see the athleticism. Six foot seven, 360 pounds, um, very bright future ahead. Uh, you could see him uh, being one of these guys that is certainly built by Bama and going to be playing on Sundays. Um, next guy we're going to talk about, and, and this is an interesting one right here. When you talk about Alabama's tight ends, um, you know, you know that Miller Forrestal is returning for this coming season. He's kind of the guy, and we've talked about J Jaleel Billingsley. How about this guy? I'm hearing that Cameron Latou, six foot five, two hundred forty-seven pound redshirt sophomore, has been turning heads. And if you remember, Cameron Latou out of Salt Lake City came to Alabama and has been working with the outside linebackers initially when he came to Alabama. Nick Saban moved him to work with the tight ends, but as you could see. He has a tremendous amount of athleticism and really a guy that has been stepping up. Now, is he going to stay on the offensive side? I was kind of trying to figure out if it would be an experiment or if he would move, um, you know, back to the defensive side. But it looks like from what I gather that he is making an impact at the tight end position, showcasing his athleticism, his ability to catch the football, really being dynamic. And Alabama needs a tight end that can be dynamic. They have the veteran in Miller Forrestal, but you're going to need some guys. I know they have their wide receivers to choose from, right? Jalen Waddle, uh, John Mechie, Devontae Smith, but you're going to need a guy at the tight end position to really step up. Miller Forrestal can get to that next level to put the, the head on the linebacker, but you need a guy who can also catch the football and make plays. Maybe that will be Cameron, Cameron Latou. That would be interesting to me. Um, how about this guy? You got Javon Baker. Really turning heads when you talk about freshmen who are just completely standing out, Javon Baker. And these are highlights from last season. And as you can see, he was electric. This was at the Rivals Five Star Challenge. He was a true alpha male when I saw him at this camp. Can catch the football. This guy's turning heads. Here's here's here he is working with Bryce Young in that clip right there. Um, they're talking about a guy coming into Alabama that wants to play. Now, this guy is going to get on the field as a freshman. He's going to play. He's been turning heads already. Um, of course, the pads aren't on. Alabama won't officially start training camp until August 17th, but know that Javon Baker is a guy definitely to watch. Now, you're probably wondering about the defensive side of the ball, and uh, let me cruise through uh, the, the comment box real quick, and, uh, and I'll get through the comments uh, in just a minute. I just want to get the show going. What's up, bombs? I see you, and um, we got another uh, super chat. Hey, bombs, I see you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support on the Nuggets. You know, these Nuggets are tough to acquire. And um, really, this is the only place you can get these type of Nuggets. And, and I'm just dropping, um, you know, a smidgen of, of the Nuggets. You can get all the Nuggets back at BamaInsider.com. So thank you so much for the Super Chats. All the Super Chats definitely go back to um, BamaInsider.com. Um, let's see. I was talking about uh, the defense. And what are we going to see from the defense? And I leaked this out Um recently and, and i know other people have been talking about this but um ben davis six foot four 243 pounds now redshirt senior at alabama he's repping with the ones 
I'll tell you that right now. Alabama's going to give him every opportunity to earn that outside linebacker position. Now, it's up to Ben Davis to maintain that spot. Um, there's some young freshmen, as you've seen. Uh, William Anderson is certainly a guy. Um, in terms of him being the best overall player, um, you know, well, I guess we'll have to see. But I mean, you got to remember, you got Dylan Moses on this team on the defensive side. If you really want to see a high IQ player, look up Dylan Moses SEC interview right here on BamInsiders.com's YouTube channel. And you can see just how bright Dylan Moses is. But I, but I think with Ben Davis, if he can be that outside linebacker that can get to the quarterback along with Chris Allen, then I think your defense is really set at least um, the linebackers in the D-line, right? Because you have Chris Allen, who I think we all expect to really rise up and shine. And then you have Ben Davis, who will provide that veteran experience. Uh, you got the inside linebackers. Um, from, and from what I hear, looks like Chris, Christian Harris and Dylan Moses will be your guys on the interior, okay? Um, I found this interesting. When I was going through the roster and I was kind of writing my notes down, how about this? These guys are across the middle of the field. Look where they're all from. Baton Rouge, right? Dylan Moses, 6'3", 235 pounds per year, inside linebacker. I feel he's one of the best overall defensive players in the country returning. And I feel that Alabama has the best offensive player in the country in Jalen Waddle. Christian Harris, 6'2", 244. Started every game as a freshman last year at Alabama. Also from Baton Rouge. I know Dylan Moses transferred to the IMG, but I mean, his hometown is from Baton Rouge. Hang on to those calls. I'll uh, get to those in just a minute. Call online is 205-686-3604 at the bottom of the screen. Then you got Chris Allen. And Chris Allen, six foot four, 250 pounds, linebacker from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Found that interesting. And I think Alabama is going to need to rely on all these four defensive players that I just talked about in order to have an effective season. And in, in order to really bolster up that defense. Pete Golding, um, I mean, this is a year for him. He, he's got to show improvement. And he has the guys to do that. We've talked about the, the defensive secondary, um, Patrick Sertain. Right now at the corner position, you have Jalen Armar Davis at that star position. Um, you have Daniel Wright working with the first team along with Jordan Battle. So um, those are your, your uh, defensive and offensive nuggets. And if you want more of those um, in-depth, especially stuff on the quarterbacks, you can go to BamaInsider.com. And next time I have a video, I'll continue to talk about each position and um, definitely take your call. So uh, let me kind of cruise through this and, and go over the show outline real quick and make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, talked about some offensive nuggets, defensive nuggets. And um, now it is time to take your call. So um, 205-686-3604 is the call online. And um, just remember, you know, uh, we appreciate all the tip outs right here on BamaInsider.com. The, the super chats go right here uh, to the staff, to me in particular tonight. So thank you so much for the tip outs. Um, Tony Kill definitely in, in that club 100 after last night. And then you see Randall Williams um, certainly jumping up. Uh, Bombs and Paul Robinson continue to inch closer to that box seat category. And then uh, the update, the upper deck and the tailgate crew. So and then again, if you can't. Um, you know, join the super chat, just hit the like button and subscribe. We appreciate the content. We'll continue to deliver, um, you know, whether you're in the club or not. And, um, you know, we appreciate all the, all the feedback that, that you give us. Um, so call online is open. If you want to catch up with me, 205-686-3604 is the number to call into. And I will take your calls. I think when you look at this defense overall, um, I mean, really, it goes back to, um, the guys that are going to be up front and Alabama needs uh, some of these younger guys to, to really step up. A lot of these guys were freshmen last year. Um, DJ Zell, we've got to see a big season from him. Thought he did a fantastic job. Um, you know, Justin Abogbe right there. I think he's another guy that can spot play. You got guys like Ismail Sopcher. We're waiting to see what he can do. Still trying to gain, you know, some more insight to see how Sopcher is coming along. Of course, everybody knows that uh, Barmore is going to be a man on fire. The way he played last season was tremendous. Um, there's Sopcher right there, number 95. And, I, you know, I, I felt at times, there's Byron Young, I felt at times that Raekwon Davis could have done more for Alabama. And there's another guy that could play right there, Darian Mathis. So I, I, my point is, I think there's guys that, you know, Alabama needs to see step up. 
And that's why, you know, I, I'm curious to see how Freddie Roach works with these guys, being the first-year defensive line coach. Brian Baker had a lot of experience working with the NFL. And now it's Freddie Roach's turn to work with these guys on the defensive line. All right, I'll take your calls, 205-686-3604. And I'll catch up with you guys, and uh, we can rap a little bit about this team. Also on the defensive side, and just like we talked about, I think this young man, number four, really got to have a big year. We talked about the outside linebackers a little bit. Chris Allen, King Makuda, Jerez Parks, there's Ben Davis, Kevin Harris, number 44. I mean, South Sinceri is as good as it gets at the outside linebacker position. Alabama loses Anthony Jennings. Alabama loses Terrell Lewis. They need leadership. They need guys who can get to the quarterback, need to get to that Alabama defense of the past where sacks were part of the philosophy, part of the game plan. Really haven't seen that lately from Alabama, in my opinion. I think you need to get to that defense of the past and um, you know get heat on the quarterback. I thought at times that Alabama lacked getting heat on the quarterback, in my opinion. What do you think? Um, at the corner position, as we've talked about, Patrick Sertan is going to play corner. It looks like, or it looks, looks like they're trying him out. He could also play the star position. And we got to have a big season from Josh Joe, right? Alabama needs Josh Joe to step up. This is another guy, Jalen Armar Davis, that looks to be uh, rotating in at that star position. Brandon Turnage, uh, Marcus Banks. There's a lot, of, a lot of guys at that corner position that are a little unproven and need to step up. So you have... Sertan, who's the veteran, right? I mean, Pop's played in the league. You know Sertan's going to play in the league as well. And then I think I've talked about this before. The safety position, right? Who's going to step up? It's going to be Daniel Wright. I mean, I've seen Daniel Wright so many times. He has so much athleticism. I think he's a game changer. I think he could be a guy who really steps up. Um, behind him, behind him, you have um, a guy like, well, the, I, this is Eddie Smith right here, but you also have DeMarco Hellams back there. Working with Charles Kelly. Charles Kelly does a great job with the secondary. And I think there's enough talent there to really be uh, productive. And here, here's some other nuggets for you right here. Um, from what I hear, you know, when, when offense, when the offense and defense, they've been going at it early in August. And, um, you know, there's some times that the offense can't put it in the end zone. And I think that says a lot about the defense because the offense is always going to start off hot, right? They're always going to start off hot in college football. And think about all the talent that Alabama has on the offensive side. So when I hear that sometimes the offense can't put it in the end zone, that tells me a lot about the defense because all my questions are about the defense on this year's team going into the season. Call line is open 205-686-3674 is the calling number. And uh, I appreciate, you know, to, to catch up with you guys. Um, 205-686-3604. Um, looks like some people are having... Uh, trouble with the stream is that uh everybody tonight or what's going on uh let me know i i'm i'm hearing that we're having issues with the stream uh i can check on that really quick and uh looks like we got a uh a call coming hey what's going on you're on the line with kyle henderson oh, looks like we lost the call huh call back sorry about that um looks like we're having some issues with the stream huh Weird. Um, sorry about that. You can, of course, watch the um, you know replay tonight on uh, YouTube, or you can catch it as a podcast, or wherever you get your uh, coverage. Appreciate it, Will. Let's see. Call from Lewis. Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who I'm on the line with, and where are you calling in from? Jacksonville, Florida. Lewis Ferguson. How you doing today, sir? Hey, what's up, Lewis? How you doing, buddy? Thank you so much for calling hey, in. I'm a Yes, sir. I'm a big Road Tide fan, sir. I'm from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Okay. All right. Yeah. Beautiful down there. Um, I've been to South Alabama many times and uh, it's such a beautiful country and uh, down there. And, uh, you know, I love going down to Fairhope and, you know, kind of, you know, Mobile and Gulf Shores, all that. So uh, go ahead. Sure, show. Yes. Um, my concern is our offense was pretty good last year. Just, just experience on the defense. We, we lost. Um, Dylan Moses right off the gate, and we also lost LeBron Ray. He was spending time; he was out. That really hurt hurt the defense because the defense was so young. He had to put a lot of freshmen. But I I feel like when we have Dylan Moses, LeBron Ray back, and those and uh, Josh McMillan, I think that's going to give a defense a big boost this year. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, you probably hit the nail on the head. I mean, Dylan Moses returning, LeBron Ray, I mean, two guys that you definitely needed um, to make an impact last year. And, and missing those defensive leaders um, certainly impacted the defensive performance. I mean, Dylan Moses, and just like I said earlier, uh, Dylan Moses is a guy that, you know, comes around just once in a great while. I mean, this guy is has NFL yeah. written all over him, speed, uh, intelligence, um, I mean, just everything that you want on a leader. And then LeBron Ray, I mean, he was very productive. You can get after the quarterback. So missing those two guys, um, definitely a big impact, um, you know, to some of the performance from the defense last year. Right. And not to mention that we have uh, Charlie Strong in the, in the skybox to kind of mentor a little bit, the defense coordinator. I think that's going to be a big plus for us. Yeah. I know Charlie Strong. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're nope. absolutely right. I mean, think about all the experience that Alabama has, you know, just from a coaching um, perspective, but an analyst perspective yeah, as well. Yes, yeah, sir. Charlie Strong is a major recruiter too in the state of Florida, and you know his, you know his eyes helping out everybody on the defense side of the ball. I think that's going to be a plus on our defense, and I, I'm not worried about our offense. Our offense is already there. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, in, in my opinion, I feel it's almost like a plug and play type season for the offense. And, and I know a lot of people want to talk about the quarterback situation. Um, but but really, other than that, I mean, what other questions are there on the offensive side of the ball? Right. It's like almost like how, how many points is this team going to score and who are they going to score against? But my questions, you yeah. know, remain going into the season or on the defensive side of the ball, because I think a lot of people that are Alabama fans want to see an improved defense because that's a defense that they're accustomed to. I think so. I think the defense is going to be a lot better this year. They have a point to prove this year. And that's, and like I said, if we didn't have a, just a little bit of defense last year, we could have easily been national championship. Easily. And we just didn't have a defense. That's the only thing that killed us last year. And two of the section of two are getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, th yeah, those, those are the two major factors. I mean, I, I think weaknesses, weak points in, in the defense, weak, weak points at special teams. I think you got to add that as well. Mm -hmm. And then weak points, yeah. uh, you know, with, with Tua going down. I mean, the way Tua went down, I mean, that disrupted the entire season. Um, not being able to stop LSU, that was tough to do. Not being able to stop no. Auburn in critical situations. I mean, th those yeah. those are the major takeaways. Not being able to make field goals, right? That that was that was critical. And I think Mac Jones gonna learn from the mistakes that he made. I think the more better he gets on the field, the better he's gonna get. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it, I, I think with uh -huh. a guy like Mac Jones is, you know, he has so much experience, um, played mm -hmm. so much last season. And think about this. Here's here's another nugget. Mac Jones and Jalen Waddle have on the field continuity. Think about this. Jalen Waddle last year against Auburn. OK, nobody wants to, to rewind and talk about the Auburn game. However, Jalen Waddle had four yeah. receptions, 98 yards, uh -huh. three touchdowns. All the touchdowns obviously came from Mac Jones. Those guys have been working with the twos. It's crazy to think Jalen Waddle worked with the twos last year because he was still so productive. But my point mm -hmm. is, Mac Jones and Jalen Waddle have on the field continuity. Right. And uh, don't forget about Devontae Smith, too. He's going to show up. He's one of the best route runners in college football, period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing I like about Devontae Smith is how humble he is. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll never forget interviewing him after the national title game, after he just, you know, pulled in the natty and, um, you know, it was uh -huh. like no big deal. Just back to business. Back to business. That's true. Nick, has, Nick, he wants this title. I think we're going to win this title this year. I think we can win it this year. I think we're, I think it'll be between us and Ohio State, though. I won't, I'm not going to count Ohio State out. Yeah, it seems that, um, you know, even in recruiting team-wise, that, yeah. It seems like Ohio State and Alabama continue to be on some sort of collision course. It is. I hope we get that kid from Georgia, Mims, that big offensive line. Marys, yeah. Yeah, Marys. Yeah, I hope we get him, though. Yeah, that'll be big. I mean, that will be, you know, kind of the, the capstone to this offensive line group. Tommy Brockemeyer, James Brockemeyer, Terrence Ferguson, J.C. Latham, Amarius Mims, right? Someone said it best. I didn't come up with this, but someone said that's like building the Great Wall of Alabama. It is. You're right. And then you're going to add a pain on defense, on the defensive side of the ball. And they're trying to steal the, um, the defensive tackle from Ohio State that went to IMG. I can't pronounce Adelio. I can't pronounce his name. Tamisia Adelio. Yeah. Yeah. They want him to. They have, he had pretty much complete, uh, committed to Bama a while back, and then he went to Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, 
Well, thank you so much for calling in. I I'm sorry, and I missed your name, by the way. What was your name? Lewis Ferguson. Okay, Lewis, thank you so much for calling. Um, I appreciate it tonight. The the dialogue was good. Please call again next time, and I'm I'm going to move forward with our next caller. Okay, thank you, sir. You have a great night. You too, buddy. Thank you. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, call line is open, 205-686-3604. Brought up some good points about this team and the weaknesses that they had last season, right? I think there were three things that ultimately went wrong. Tua Tungabailoa being hurt, being the you know most important factor. Um, the second factor, the defense, right? There was too many weak points in the defense. Couldn't stop Auburn, couldn't stop LSU, right? Third, thirdly, special teams. And nobody talks about the special teams, but obviously it's great. It, it has to improve. Is, is Will Reichert going to be Alabama's saving grace? I mean, I know the kid can kick, he can punt. Joseph Bolivus is back. Is it going to be him? Alabama certainly has to improve in all facets of the game. Will Reichard, you know, went down with an injury last season. And he returns as a sophomore. A lot of experience. Um, could this guy save Alabama's special team game? Could he improve it? Call line is open, 205-686-3604. I'll talk about the quarterbacks more. Um, I got some more nuggets that I'm going to drop on BamInsider.com. That'll be on Thursday, August 6th. Um, and... I mean, what is there to say about the quarterbacks? And how do you feel about the quarterback situation? You comfortable with Mac Jones coming back? I am. So much experience. And I think Alabama, I mean, they have to feel comfortable with their veterans going into the season. You also have Bryce Young. Bryce Young coming in, a lot of expect expectations. And I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. He didn't have time to develop continuity with his wide receivers during the springtime. He was one of the, I mean, everybody was so excited to see this young man. You also have Paul Tyson, Alabama's big pro-style quarterback that nobody's really talking about. He's making strides, right? Six foot five, 225 pounds. And I think this year, more than ever, I don't think it's so much about who's going to start. Um, I, I, I'm certain it's going to be Mac Jones, right? If, if he stays healthy and he goes in the season, he's a leader, he's proven. But I think this year, more than ever, especially with, you know, whatever could happen, if, if players get sick, you need depth, quality depth. So whether it's, you know, Bryce or Paul Tyson, just knowing that you have guys who know the system, who can come in and make the play, I think it's certainly important. Um, so I'll, we, we can dive more into that next time. We can talk quarterbacks and I can take your questions. 205-686-3604. Uh, What's up? What's up, Will? I see you on there. Um, I'll go ahead and post this comment. All right. What's up, Will? Kyle. Um, by the way, nice suit. like that bow tie. Kyle, is Georgia the new robbery? The last few years, it seems that UGA. Let's take this call real quick, and then I'll continue with that. Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson at BamiInsider.com. Who am I on the line with, and where are you calling in from? This is David calling in from Halton, Louisiana. Hey, what's up, David? Hang on real quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this, uh, reading this online from Will, and then I'll be right with you, okay? Hang tight. Okay, back to Will. Kyle, is UGA the new robbery? Last few years, it seems that UGA has out-recruited everyone and is loaded with talent. Do you think Bama can still hang with them? I know Bama's offense is loaded, but UGA's defense is same, seems elite. Do you think that Bama can keep the streak and continue to beat UGA? Well, Will, I appreciate the question. Um, I think that, obviously, Georgia is a bad one rising. Um, I can't figure out why they haven't put it together. Um, Kirby Smart hasn't been able to beat Nick Saban. He's had two opportunities to do that recently. Um, he'll have another opportunity this year. He could probably have two more opportunities uh, just because, you, as you said, Georgia's defense is that good, and I still feel that they're the best team in the East. Um, I think with Georgia is the fact that I don't know if they're going to have the offensive firepower to beat Alabama, right? Um, a lot of question marks when I look at Georgia about the quarterback position. How, you know, they, they didn't have any time to build that continuity either. So that's kind of where my question marks are. And then on the defensive side, I think that Alabama's offense is just unbelievable. And it's kind of like pick your poison, right? Do you want to try to figure out how to stop Jalen Waddle, which you're not going to be able to do? Do you want Devontae Smith running all over you? Um, do you want the younger guys, the younger wide receivers doing their thing? Or do you want to get a Najee Harris, you know, a dose of Najee Harris 35 times? Um, I mean, that's something that I could definitely see Alabama doing. 
I mean, Najee Harris is, um, in my opinion, the best running back in college football, not an Alabama homer. I cover Alabama, but I think when you have a running back who has experience as Najee Harris and has that capability, six foot two, 235 pounds coming back with the experience, the explosion. I mean, uh, you know, Alabama's offense, too tough to stop, most dangerous offense in all of college football. We got David on the line from Louisiana. What's up, David? How you been, buddy? Oh, been pretty good. Just working, working, working. Yeah, well, first like of all, always. thank you so much. I, I know uh, you called in several times. I've asked for, you know, people to call in, and you call in all the time. So uh, thank you so much for calling in. I know you're uh, in em enemy territory in, in Louisiana. So uh, what's on your mind, buddy? It's your show. Oh, just uh, <clears throat> calling in about this, this scheduling situation. I know nobody really knows the whole situation on whether we're going to pick up Florida or Vanderbilt. You know, we were, me and my brother, he's a diehard LSU fan, and he was like, well, y'all, the next two years, y'all have Florida on y'all schedule. I don't, he don't believe that we'll pick up Florida because, you know, next year we play them, and it would be three years in a row that we would play them unless they canceled the, the second year, you know, that we were going to play them uh, and put somebody else on the schedule. Um, and then another thing is with the uh, way it is now, a 10-game conference, you know, and then the championship game, the playoffs, and then the national championship. Now, in the bowl games, there's going to probably be some teams that are going to be four and six or, you know, three and seven getting bowl games because, say, we lost two extra games. You know, do you think that's going to happen as well? Um, well, I, I think about this when I think about the college football schedule, and I just want to talk about the SEC foot, football schedule. Um, and, and thanks for, again for calling in, David. Um, I, I have no idea what's going to happen with the rest of the schedule. Um, people are saying, like I said earlier, it's going to be Vanderbilt. It's going to be Florida. Um, how about this? Let me pose this question to everybody on the, on the board. And then th this isn't something that I've seen anywhere else. Um, okay. What happened with the Pac-12? with USC and UCLA. I know I said I want to talk only SEC football, but my point is USC and UCLA are playing at the front end of the schedule. Would it be completely shocking to you to see Alabama and Auburn play the first game of the season? I know people want to see that game Thanksgiving weekend. I do too. I want to see any type of game at this point. But the reasoning, Alabama and Auburn, they don't have to travel out of the state of Alabama less quarantine, right? You have less margin for error. You have less personnel issues. You can meet um, in Tuscaloosa. You can meet in Auburn with um, with everybody healthy, hopefully, and, and you can play that game. You can 100% play that game. For example, if, if Alabama had to go to um, Vanderbilt and, and play in Tennessee, do you see what I'm saying? Crossing state lines, it creates more of, um, you know, some situations that you have to deal with. So maybe that's why when looking at the Pac-12, that's why USC and UCLA are playing first. Um, any thoughts on that? I, I personally, I would rather them play the. It's just been a tradition for how many years to play Alabama and Auburn the last game yeah. of the year. You know, it, it would just throw everything out. But the way the world's going right now, it wouldn't surprise me that they, you know, it that it wouldn't couldn't happen. You know, that they put them the first game of the year, mm -hmm. but it would just throw the tradition out of out of whack for hopefully just for one season, if that's the, if that's the case, you know, and then hopefully in the 2021 season, we'll be able to go back to the normal 12 games, you know, with everybody's schedule like it's supposed to be. But right now, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me how they do it. You know, I mean, and, and, that, just, and that's kind of my point. My that, that's my point is that, you know, don't be freaked out when you see when you see the schedule and don't be expecting anything because, you know, all bets are off this year. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, this is the bizarre world. So don't expect your normal, you know, Thanksgiving game to be Auburn. Is it going to be Auburn? I don't know. When, when's Georgia going to be? Could it be a slate of um, what? It, I mean, think about the opponents, Georgia, Auburn, Florida. I mean, that's a daunting schedule. LSU, Texas A&M, very difficult. And, and, and then you talk about this. How is the college football playoff committee who just announced they're going to um, wait to the SEC championship to determine the playoffs? If we even get that far, how are we going to even determine the yep. playoffs? It's com it's complicated now. If you have these SEC teams yep. beating up on each other and you have the Pac-12 uh, with Oregon just slicing through everybody, how are you going to make you know an argument for which team should get into the playoffs? It's already too complicated. Yep. 
you know, I just, I'm ready for some football just like everybody else is. And, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, kind of depressing not seeing and hearing the crowd screaming and, you know, everything else. Like, uh, I know it's, they're talking about like a 50% capacity and all that. This is just some crazy mess going on. And, uh, I'm just ready for everything to get back to, to normal, you know, and it's just, uh, it's a sad situation right now, you know, and, um, but, you know, I think Mac Jones has got something to prove this year. I mean, he did really great last year, you know, I mean, he got thrown in the fire and he handled it really well. You know, he, he, you know, he handled it like he'd been playing on the field for, you know, since the beginning of the season, you know, whenever he lost to, Alabama, to Auburn and <laughs> LSU, you know, and it was just, uh, I think he's got something to prove this year. I also think that uh, Trey Sanders is hungry and, you know, wanting to prove that he can, you know, do just as good as Najee or whoever else, you know, and uh, defense, I just hope the secondary can, you know, buckle down because that's what hurt us last year quite a bit was a lot of the deep balls, you know, and uh, I'm just I'm just ready for some Bama football and hopefully win another national championship. All right. Well, good stuff, David. I got to move to the next call, but thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. Stay, stay safe out there, buddy. All right. You, you too, brother. Be safe. All right. Take it easy. All right. Uh, David from Louisiana, thank you very much for calling. Um, like I was saying, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect from the season. I know some people have been having trouble with streams, so I'm sorry. I, I have no idea what to do about that. Uh, might be something on YouTube. I don't think it's anything on my end, um, but it could be. I mean, who knows what's happening this year? Uh, got another call coming in. Call from Michael Blunt. Hey, Michael, what's up, man? Kyle Henderson. Where are you calling in from, buddy? Hey, uh, Kyle. I'm calling from uh, Pensacola, Florida. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Will you turn your audio down in the background if you have any, please? Yep. Sorry, I just turned it off. Sorry. All right. So, Michael from Florida. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so, I, I just want to call in two things. I'll uh, be uh, quick and quick and simple. Uh, first, your, your outfit looks great, man. I like the tie. Oh, thank Good you so much, you. man. Appreciate it. My, um, you know, not used to being in a tie, uh, you know, uh, without watching some college football. <laughs> so it's kind of awkward that sometimes, but I appreciate it, man. Trying to look a little bit dapper and uh, I appreciate it, man. What, what else you got? Yeah, man, looks good. Well, oh, hey, I saw today that uh, they gave or I, something about Steve Sarkeesian's contract got extended or, or bumped up or something. And I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that and uh, your thoughts on the possibility of them trying to keep Steve around for quite a while or. You know, is he just like a, are they doing this just for one year or do you think they're trying to keep him in for at least another three, four years or so? I think with the situation with Steve Sarkeesian, I mean, they bumped him up today to 2.5 million, which makes him the highest paid coach, uh, highest paid assistant coach in all of college football. I mean, that's some serious skriller, right? Um, but I think that Steve yeah. Sarkeesian is a future head coach. Absolutely. So I, I think that, you yeah. know, whatever happens in this Frankenstein type year, um, we'll get through it. And I think he's going to have plenty of options. I mean, can you imagine the resume that he's going to have um, after leading two Alabama teams back to back, you know, from working with Tua Tunga Wailua, then transitioning to Mac Jones slash Bryce Young? I mean, going into this year, having the weapons like Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle. I mean, the, the offensive line is amazing. So um, as much as Alabama can pay him, there's probably, you know, some head coaching places out there that can pay him um, a lot more. Right. And um, that's just kind of the name of the business. I'm sure Alabama would love to keep him. But as you know, that doesn't happen at Alabama because Alabama continues to be a breeding ground for future head coaches. Yeah, exactly. I, I just hope we get him for at least a couple of years. He's just such a good offensive coordinator and, and has so much value. Like you said, you know, they're going to be looking for him. The Sharks with these other uh, programs are going to be looking for him. And I just hope we can keep him for at least a couple more years, especially, you know, while we have Bryce Young. Yeah, I think so. And, and think about this. Um, and we're on the line with Michael from Florida. Um, you know, the continuity that Steve Sarkeesian and Bryce Young are going to have that, that they already have because, um, you know, Sarkeesian recruited Bryce Young. And the West Coast ties. So when those two are working together, they already know um, where they're at from a continuity standpoint. And I think that that's really going to help, um, you know, develop these guys and, and certainly help Bryce with the process going forward. Um, Steve Sarkeesian is a great offensive coordinator. And just like I said, he has so much talent to work with. And then recruiting West Coast ties, you know, that's very important. Alabama needs someone on the staff that recruits the West Coast. And, you know, as you know, there's there's plenty of talent on the West Coast. and 
Alabama needs to continue to facilitate that to keep California, to keep, you know, prospects like JT Tullamola up in Washington, to keep those guys in the pipeline. And, um, you know, Sarkeesian plays a pivotal role in all that. For sure. Yeah. And our Hawaii guys too, you know, the two is. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the two is, <laughs> yeah. And the two is out there. So, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Anything else, Michael? That's it, man. Thank you so much. And again, I, I really appreciate your show. I watch it every every time. And I listen to all the stuff that you and uh, the other guys do. So thank you so much for everything you guys do. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Please call again. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right. That was Michael from Florida. Um, wow, that's crazy. Uh, I'm sorry about the stream. Uh, keeps coming out. You know, that, that's too bad. I, that's unfortunate. I don't know if that's, you know, if, if anyone sounds like a lot of people are having those issues. Hopefully you can rewatch the show, but uh, I apologize. I don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, sorry about that. All right, Nathan. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, man. If something cuts out, I'm out. Um, how about, uh, this coming in from Metcraft. How about Sarkeesian as the assistant head coach of Bama? I hope and expect Saban to be a head coach for many years, but Sark to be a good choice to take the will. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is that completely out of the realm of possibility? I mean, when you look down the road, maybe not, you know, um, in my opinion, you never want to be the guy after the guy. I mean, who there, there's some guy out there. Think about this. There's some guy out there that's going to follow Nick Saban. Do you want to really follow Nick Saban? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that could be a, a good transition, but you never want to be the guy after the guy. I mean, in my opinion, um, call nine is open 205-686-3604. And I will, uh, talk with you. Um, and again, Michael, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, Sarkeesian got paid. And um, if you're just joining the show, I, I put up a graphic of um, the defensive coaches as well. Here's a new uh, coaching contracts for the defensive side. Pete Golding, defensive coordinator, now up to 1.2. How much pressure does Pete Golding have coming into the season? Maybe he doesn't have any. I don't know. Maybe he feels good just knowing that Dylan Moses is back. I mean, Saban really believes in this guy. I think you should give him another opportunity. I think, we, I think you know, if, if you're an Alabama fan, you owe it to him. Um, you know, to, you know, see an improvement from the offensive side, starting two inside linebackers or freshmen, it's difficult to do. I don't think anybody could have done a better job, right? Probably do a worse job. How about these two guys? I mean, I, I love this frame right here. These guys are all business. <laughs> Dr. Matt Ray has been awesome to follow on social media. And these guys have already played an integral part in the recruitment process, right? For Alabama. They're definitely getting they're definitely getting paid as well. I talk about the contracts more at the beginning of the show. Um, thank you for joining me tonight, Kyle Henderson, BamaInsider.com. And um, if uh, you want to call in, now is a great time. 205-686-3604. Here is our um, super chat, Hall of Honor. Club 100, Tony Hill jumped in there last night. Appreciate that. Randall Williams moving up. Already had a $20 super chat on this particular show. Bombs and Paul Robinson, those are like our, our staple guys. Um, Alex as well, even Jackie White. So there you up, there you are on the screen. Um, upper deck tailgate crew, and then um, thank you to everybody also in our loyalty club member program. Touchdown club on the left, loyalty club on the right. If you're curious to learn more about the loyalty club program or the touchdown club, just hit the join button at the bottom of this video. Um, thank you so much to everybody who contributes to BamInsider.com. But if you want the complete scoop and you want to get that inside access every single day, I'm going to show you how to get free 30 days to BamaInsider.com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. This is how to get free 30 days on BamaInsider.com. First thing you got to do, go to BamaInsider.com and click on the top banner. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to create an account, email, username, password. The second thing you're going to do is confirm your subscription. Make sure that the promo code is entered right here. It says promo successful roll tide. The third thing you're going to do is enter your credit card information. It has to be valid. And don't worry, you're going to get that 30 days free. As you can see, once you've added a credit card, you're going to get the promo code. As you can see right here, it says $0. After that, you got to make sure and cancel within that 30 days if you don't want to be charged that $9.95. But Hopefully, you're happy with all the coverage on BamaInsider.com, so you won't need to cancel. Once you're a premium subscriber of BamaInsider.com, you can access Andrew Bones' recruiting board. You can jump on the Talk of Champions message board and have a great time with thousands of Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. We hope to earn your business at BamaInsider.com. All right, we got a new caller. Who are we on the line with and where are you calling in from? 
Um, Alexander from Arizona. All right. What's up, Alexander? Appreciate the call from um, Arizona. Beautiful part of the country. I used to live in New Mexico. That's where I'm from. So uh, Arizona, been there many times. Um, so and your first name was Ale Alexander from Arizona? Yeah, you can call me Alex. That was cool. All right. What's up, man? So your show, take it away. Uh, yeah, man, just a quick question. Might be shot in the dark, but uh, some reports came out about Ali Cajo, maybe an injury there. Um, he's been a guy that I followed just being out here in the Southwest a little bit. Um, and just seeing if one, if you got any kind of news on that. And two, do you think he's a guy that can really maybe break into like a starting role um, in the next season or two? All right. Yeah. So I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Um, I, I think what what I know about Ali Cajo is that he did suffer injury. Now, injury news is tough to get because of privacy laws. So, um, you know, you can't go digging for injury news just because of the respect for those particular athletes. But I do know that he's injured. I don't know what type of injury is. Um, I know what you guys know that he posted on social media that he was in a leg brace. Um, but I don't think it's going to be too serious to keep him out of the season. But again, I, it's it's hard for me to speculate on injury news because of the privacy laws. Um, but I do know team wise that he was working with the twos at the inside linebacker. There's another nugget for you. Um, so I think um, once he does come back from his injury and again, I don't think it's serious that he is going to contribute. I mean, he was a special teams uh, giant for Alabama last season. I love his athleticism. He's kind of like a hybrid safety type linebacker. Um, I, I really like his overall play. I think sky's the limit for this guy. I think he's certainly going to get onto the field. Um, and uh, and I think the extension of, um, you know, the SEC starting late bodes well for him. You know, he can get healthy and get back to where he was. But, um, yeah, Ali Kaho, I'm a big fan of him as well. Really respect his game. Always comes with it. Always comes to play. And, um, you know, uh, Dylan Moses is a senior. You got Christian Harris as that uh, sophomore returning. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ali Kaho next year is the guy inside linebacker. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice to see, man. He's got a lot of great talent, man. It's uh Sucks to see him go down, but hope he gets better soon. And uh, just I want to kind of uh, be a dead horse, man. Thanks for the great show you guys put on, man, throughout the week. It's uh, especially now under COVID-19, man. It's a great uh, getaway and distraction. So you guys do a really good job. Hey, thank you so much, Alex. Stay, stay safe out there, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Alex from Arizona. Um, if you guys could uh, give a thumbs up. I appreciate it on this video. Uh, that certainly helps our channel grow, um, help, helps us meet our marks, and um, definitely subscribe so you never miss content from the BamaInsider.com staff. Um, on Monday, we have a Batman in the NFL, and then on Tuesday, we have our recruiting show with Andrew Bone. Um, Wednesday night, I'm trying to get back in the rhythm of having a nightly team show now that there's some team stuff to talk about. So thank you so much and, and get accustomed to these Wednesday shows. Um, I know that you know, I, I'm the owner of BamaInsider.com, you know, so um, my staff does a great job. Tony Sukal is fantastic team writer. Tyler Waljip is coming through. Um, you know, he's a guy that we recently hired. And of course, Andrew Bone, a pivotal part of the team. Um, so I know that there's competition out there. I know that you have options to get your Alabama Crimson Tide football coverage. I mean, heck, we compete with ESPN. I mean, ESPN, just being right here um, in Alabama, just because Alabama is the flagship of college football. So I know you have options and um, I just appreciate you guys being here and um, taking the time to be with us right here on BamaInsider.com. So it means a lot. Hit the thumbs up button. All right. You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who are we on the line with and where are you calling him from? Uh, this is Javarius Cole. I'm calling in from Sheffield, Alabama. Hey, what's up, Javarius? How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm making it, man. Roll time. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Roll Tide right back at you, man. So uh, it's your show, man. Take it away. I really feel like people be too hard on the defense from last year, man. If we would have had a better ball control offense, I really feel like we could have helped the defense out a whole bunch, man. A whole bunch. You can't go out there scoring for on the first player and expect two freshman linebackers to just jump out there and make plays, you got to, you know, I don't know, man. I feel like our offense was just too good. And the defense, they take it too much. They take way too much blame. Yeah, I, um, I, I think when you look at the defense last year, if you rewatch – um, you know, tape from last year, if you rewatch re the games, you just see how inexperienced the defense was, especially in the interior part. I mean, losing Dylan Moses, I think the writing was on the wall when he went down, um, when Joshua McMillan went down. I mean, these are guys that played a critical role in just kind of the, the leadership aspect and losing those guys. I knew it was going to be dangerous. Um, I knew that Dylan Moses going down was not a good sign. Um, I felt that Chain Lee did the best he could do. 
remember this Shane Lee. I know there's a not there's there's a lot of people that don't like his game, but he played the most snaps out of any freshman last year. He put the hat where he needed to put it. He was a good tackler, not very good in coverage. So um, he did the best he could do. And Alabama put the best guys out there. Um, why didn't Ali Kahu start? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't jump some of those guys, but they they put the best guys out that they felt. I, 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 I Okay, I understand that. But I don't understand why we threw the ball so much last year. Like, run the ball, man. Tua wouldn't get hurt if we just simply run the ball. You know, we, we win a couple more championships if we just run the ball. We got to get back <laughs> to the Alabama way of breaking people's spirits, man. I, I think you could potentially see that this coming year. Um, not because Mac Jones can't get the job do- done, but I think just because of the fact that the running back workforce is incredible, Najee Harris is going to be amazing, and he can be really that back that can take the ball as many times as you need to wear down the defense. I felt sometimes it was like Alabama over the past couple of years, they've scored too quickly, which puts the defense on the field for a long periods of time. Um but if you have, you know, a, a guy that can really control that possession and score when you need to, that, you know, kind of helps balance out a game, um, especially against SEC opponents, because, you know, you can't get into these scoring shootouts because it puts so much pressure on the defense. Alabama can score when they want to. But I think, um, in my opinion, at least, and I'm not an offensive coordinator, obviously, but I'd like to see Najee Harris used to di- to control the tempo of the game and then unleash Jalen Waddle and these other guys as you need to. I completely agree, man. Appreciate you for accepting my call, man. Hey, Javarius, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Have a blessed rest of your week, and we'll catch up with you soon. Yes, sir. You too, man. Roll Tide. All right, Roll Tide to you, buddy. All right, that was uh, Javarius. Love that name, Javarius. Um, Okay, call online is open. 205-686-3604. I'll be around for a little bit more. I'm disappointed to see that people are having trouble with the feed, man. I prepped, you don't know, like a show like this, like all the graphics and the B-roll, like, you know, B-roll is this. If you don't know what B-roll is, because you guys probably wouldn't, right? B-roll is this, having the ability to just hit a video and be able to play. So that's B-roll. So behind the scenes, I work on this and I make sure that the B-roll is ready. So if I need to talk about linebackers, I know where that clip is. If I need to talk about Cameron the two, I know where that clip is. So I, I spend a good amount of time making sure that all of this is polished and ready to go for you for a show like this. So I'm disappointed that the stream isn't working, but that doesn't mean that this will be the last time that we get together. So we'll do this again Wednesday and uh, we'll catch up. I'll be around for a little bit more. If you guys want to call in 205-686-3604 is the number to call in. Um, if you're not a member of the super club, super chat, um, You guys can, uh, let me get that image for you. You guys can join and we appreciate it. I mean, and if you can't, uh, just be sure and give us a thumbs up and we appreciate that as well. But here's a super chat hall of honor. Uh, Tony Hill up in the 100 club. You got Rhonda Williams uh, in the box seats. He already contributed 20 bucks tonight. So thank you so much. So we appreciate all the super chats, but a thumbs up and a like uh, and a subscription uh, right here on YouTube goes a long way. Um, wait for a few more minutes for a call and, uh, we got, we got one coming in. Call from. Hey, hello. You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am I on the line with and where are you calling in from? Yeah, this is Mike out of Jacksonville. Hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Hey, listen, I, you know, I've been listening to the callers talk and you know, there's, there's a, several areas that I wanted to discuss. One of the areas, you know, everybody's talking about the defense, but you remember now, the key to Alabama losses really in struggles last year because of injuries, you know, and, and I know everybody talked about playing the freshman, but now you got Dylan Moses coming back. You got McMillan coming back and you got all these freshmen. What? It was eight or nine freshmen that played last year. Yep. Yeah. So looking at that, the defense is going to be okay. You know, the secondary was sustained you know, with, with, uh, with those guys in the backfield, that, I'm, I'm a little concerned in regards to the secondary. But uh, and I think we got some, we got a couple of players back there that that handle business on the offensive side. I'm just going to be honest with you. Now, 
I watched Matt play in Jacksonville. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not hating on Matt Jones at all. But to me, the problem with Matt is that when the pocket collapses, he panics and he just throws the ball, you know, and it normally ends up in a, you know, interception. Now, like I say, I'm not hating on him. And we'll see what happens uh, this season, you know, as he as he plays more. But now I watch Bryce play, you know, his high school. You tell me this right here. What high school team do you know in the United States that get on an airplane every week and go and play every top school in the nation? <laughs> Name one. Uh, I mean, Bishop Gorman. Uh, I yeah, mean, <laughs> Matter Day, IMG. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's like five or six of them. They right, yeah, yeah. Up, they should have their own but conference. But they're not playing across town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, I guess that's my point that I'm making in the sense that these guys are playing, you know, this guy and played the top teams in the nation and destroyed them, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. And so with that said, I watched this guy play. And, you know, I had a, a debate going on online the other day with uh, with one of these guys, Alabama fan, that, you know, that was a diehard Matt Jones fan. And I was just telling him, I say, look, you know, you got to understand this. Bryce haven't had an opportunity yet in spring practice at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got Paul Tyson and you got Matt. They, they've got two or three years on him. He's yep. going to be fine. Once he gets to – now they're starting to practice now, I'm telling you. Once he learns the playbook and learns the techniques, then it's on him from that point, you know. Because the guy, I'm telling you, the guy is talented. And, I mean, he is he is super talented. Looking at this whole – you know, the offensive line is intact. I don't think we're going to have any problems on the offensive line. It's still – I know everybody keeps talking about Najee. But people keep forgetting about Sanders. People keep forgetting about Brian Robinson. You know, nobody's mentioning those two guys who are, are horses in themselves, you know. And I know Sanders didn't play last year, but uh, I think he's ready. And uh, I've got I've got a lot of faith in uh, Robinson as well, you know. I mean, I've seen him I've seen him perform, but it seems like you know Najee uh, Najee is at a little bit different level. But uh, but with that backfield back there. I'm not concerned about the offense. And then look, and then I go back again, Kyle. I don't want to take up the whole time. But that whole season last year, the whole season, we didn't have any special teams. The guys hurt in the third week. So we we really was crippled in special teams. We was crippled on the defense. And then we still finished 11-2. and So looking at that, and then going back and even looking at the LSU game, everybody, you know, LSU has been talking trash. Yeah, they, they beat us. And, and you remember what Ogeron said, F, uh, you know, Bama in the locker room mm-hmm. when they beat us. And I won't forget that. I don't think Saban will either. But with that said, you know, looking at that, what was the final score? 46 to 41? Mm-hmm. And you playing a true freshman. Yeah. So uh, I'm telling you right now, Bama is going to win. The natty is in, in our hands, I'm telling you. I mean, we've got – this is the most, to me – Right now, looking at the most balanced team right now. And then what? We're looking at the most deepest Alabama team right now. You know, mm-hmm. we just haven't had, we just haven't had, you know, the, the horses to get off the bench. And my last thing I'm going to say, Kyle, is in Jacksonville, I got an opportunity that I'm talking about the, uh, the special teams. I mean, excuse me, <clears throat> the new coaches right now, the strength and condition coaches. When they was at Indiana, I don't know if you – did you watch that game last year when Indiana played uh, Tennessee? Um, I, I, actually, I think I did. Yeah, go ahead. Did you see how Indiana – now, I didn't know anything about the strength and condition coaches. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed in the game I'm, – I'm right here in Jacksonville, so mm-hmm. I watched it. I'm telling you, the condition of those Indiana players was off the Richter scale, man. They, Tennessee could not hang with them boys. And I was like, God, dog, they in good condition. It was like spring, man, just bam, throughout the whole game. And remember, you know, it took Tennessee to win the game, what, nine seconds left in the game, something like that, a field goal to win it, come from behind and win it. And I'm telling you, this, this new strength and condition coaches are the real deal. And you're going to see that too. So you had the strength and the new strength and condition coaches. You had the offensive line that's, that's intact with veterans. And then you got the veteran backfield. You add the defense with McMillan now 
And then, you know, Dylan Moses coming back along with the freshmen and the secondary, Patrick Satane, all those guys. And then you got the special teams. I'm telling you, you can look for the natty, man. So that's all I got to say. Mike, you echoed a lot of my comments. I mean, you, you could tell that you go deep with Alabama because I've been saying a lot of the same stuff. Um, I feel, you know, that you're right. I think the new strength and conditioning coach is certainly going to impact. I think the upgrade at the special teams, um, certainly going to impact Dylan Moses back, um, Christian Harris. I, I think I believe in those guys at the secondary as well. Um, you made some good points about Mac Jones. Um, my my concerns about Mac Jones going into this season, and we can dive into this a little bit more, um, kind of arm velocity strength. Um, but I think Bryce Young, like you said, I mean, this guy has it. And I think that um, if he gets some time to to really showcase that, he can do just that. So, um, you know, we'll have to we'll have to see um, what can happen with this coming season. And hopefully we do get some games. But I think you made some great points. So uh, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, will you do me a favor, Mike? Yeah. Will you call in again, man, because you killed it. And I appreciate you calling in. So uh, be a regular caller. Call in. I'll make room for you. And uh, we can have some more dialogue going in. Okay, Cal, let me say one thing before I go, man, not to take up the time. You know, I always like to listen to the enemy. I call the enemy. I'm <laughs> down here in Florida, so I've been I've been listening to Miami, you know, with the Marshall kid, right? Mm-hmm, so they think that, that with the defensive back, you know, it's a split between Alabama and Miami in regards to recruiting for this, this uh, kid five-star. So they seem to think that they got it wrapped up now. You know, they're trying to. They're trying to pull all, you know, all five kids out of the same high school. They've already got two on board. So just I know Bone to be on, and I don't know what's what's the latest deal on Marshall, but uh, they seem to think that they got it. So that's all I got to say. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. And by the way, uh, Bone dropped a big update on Jason Marshall on our recruiting show uh, Tuesday night, so you can go back and watch that. But uh, we'll have some dialogue again, Mike. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, buddy. Okay, thank you, my brother. You take care now. Hey, and great show, man. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Um, All right, bye. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening with the stream. I know a lot of people um, have been having issues cutting in and out. And um, I apologize. I don't. I have no idea what, what's going on. Maybe it's a YouTube issue. Maybe it's a, a problem with my uh, Wi-Fi, but we'll... Uh, not Wi-Fi, but, uh, you know, internet. So we'll definitely try to fix that going forward. And uh, I apologize. I put a lot into this show. As you can see, um, a lot of detail goes into the graphics and, and everything right here on BamiInsider.com. We will definitely have a um, another show and we'll get together and we will do this right. So I, I'm sorry if uh, the stream cuts out. You know, you guys deserve a quality product and I, and I feel uh, bad. But, you know, the internet, I mean, 2020, right? Blame it on 2020, just like everything else. Um, I'll close out right now. Um, no need if, if the if the feed is cutting out. And um, I apologize. Um, is the feed still cutting out? I mean, if it, if it isn't cutting out and maybe it's back, I'll, I'll go a little bit longer. Um, but if it still is um, uh, cutting out, I, you know, there's nothing I can do. Um, so uh, I'll wait for some feedback in the comment box and uh, I might be time to dip out. So uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining us right here on BamaInsider.com. Again, all the coverage back at BamaInsider.com. Tons more nuggets um, dropped a little bit today and um, more at BamaInsider.com. Have a beautiful evening. Take care of each other. And thank you very much for spending some time with me tonight right here on our YouTube channel. From beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama, this is Kyle Henderson. I'll catch up with you guys soon. All right.